0: Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I teach you how to use the sounds of the American accent in your spoken English. My name is Pat, and today's lesson is not something that's really specifically American. It's really more to enhance an English movement which you want to adapt in general. Today we're going to break down a handful of minimal pairs between the sounds of W and V. You see the movement to make a clear W, where we contract the corners of our lips inwards and release a vowel sound like W. That lip contraction is widely used in spoken English. W uses this, R uses this, Q uses this, and then a handful of vowel sounds use this. O, oh, ew, ow. When you enhance your muscle memory of contracting your lips, you are taking a serious step towards improving the sound of your overall spoken English. And as I've mentioned in the past, my method of coaching is to see that we get the most progress made in the least amount of time. And we do this by identifying common denominators and enhancing our muscle memory to better employ them. W and V minimal pairs, let's jump right into them and better understand how these will enhance your spoken English. Now, real quick, let's run over the positions of these two sounds. When we pronounce a W, we raise our tongue in the back of our mouth to touch the top teeth in the back. We keep our teeth close together. We don't want to drop our jaw down deeply. We keep the teeth close. And then we contract the corners of our lips inwards to make a W position. Once we have that position, we simply release the contraction of the lips into your favorite vowel sound. This can sound like wah, wuh, wee. So that's the movement for a W. V, on the other hand, has a much more relaxed position. Your tongue is more flat in your mouth. It doesn't need to make any special movement. Your bottom lip, however, does all the work here. You see, we do not contract our lips for the V sound. When we go we don't wanna contract our lips to make a position. Instead, we lightly touch the inner part of our bottom lip to the top teeth. And we just pass some voice out there. Ooh, ooh. Now to clarify a couple of things, I did not say we make pressure of our bottom lip against our teeth. That's something a lot of folks mix up. They'll make pressure of the bottom lip on the top teeth and get a buh, buh sound. To an American's ears, this sounds closer to a B than a V, and so we want the inner, wet, fleshy part of your bottom lip to lightly touch your top teeth and allow your voice to just pass through lightly without bursting out. Ooh. And then we can add a vowel sound after that. Vah. Ooh. V. So that's the big difference here. W contracts the lips. V has the bottom lip lightly touch the top teeth. Now, a lot of folks around the world do not hear the difference between these two sounds. And it's because if there isn't a distinction between these sounds in your native language then your ears are not adjusted to hear the difference. And so repeat after me a handful of minimal pairs to get things moving in your brain and in your ears and your muscles to better feel and hear the difference between these two sounds. Repeat after me. Went, vent. Went, contracting the corners of my lips before I release the vowel. Vent. The air flows out unrestricted and the corners of my lips are static, totally unmoving. Now let's make a couple sentences here. They went away. Clean the vent. They went away clean the vent. Let's see another two words here. West and vest. West contracting the lips. Vest. My bottom lip lightly touches my top teeth. Now let's put those into a couple phrases. We went west. We went west. And with vest, grab your vest. Ooh grab your vest bottom lip touching the top teeth lightly next minimal pair while vile while contracting the corners of my lips vile my inner bottom lip Lightly touches my top teeth. Vile. And a quick phrase. Once in a while. Once in a while. And notice with the word once, it's spelled O-N-C-E with an O spelling. But I pronounce it with a W sound. Wuh. Wuh once in a while that is to say sometimes every once in a while versus oh that smells vile that smells vile that's to say that smells terrible it's nauseating It's disgusting. It's vile. That smells vile. Lots of things in this world smell vile, right? It's good to know how to describe it. Use that phrase for yourself. Practice your V sound. And I have one final minimal pair that I'd like to discuss with you today. Worst. And. verse. worst worst here's a quick little idiom with worst if worst comes to worst that's right that's an idiomatic expression if worst comes to worst and that's a commonly used one too what does that mean if worst comes to worst well this means If every bad situation happens at the same time, if worst comes to worst, this is like if our worst case scenario occurs, if worst comes to worst, and notice I'm saying this with if, this idiom is usually used in the conditional context, if, if worst comes to worst, this is what I will do. If worst comes to worst I'll go home. If worst comes to worst we'll quit trying. If worst comes to worst. Great idiomatic expression. I highly recommend that you use it. And the other word that we're seeing here in this minimal pair after worst is versed with the v versed. If somebody is well-versed, it means that they have well-prepared a script. They've prepared what they're going to say meticulously. They're well-versed. This can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. For example, if you go into a job interview and the interviewer says, "Eh, they're well-versed, it's not necessarily a compliment. It's kind of like saying they've memorized what they're going to say. They aren't very adaptable. However, if you are trying to sell somebody something and you need to convince them to make a purchase or to invest, it's better to have your arguments ready and to know exactly what words to say at what time. That is in the world of sales and marketing it's better to be well versed. But in a job interview, you wanna be adaptable. You don't wanna be well versed. You just might look like a robot. So to quickly recap our four minimal pairs of today to enhance your W and V muscle memory. Repeat back to me. Went. And vent. West. Vest, while, vile, worst, versed. And our idiomatic expression for today if worst comes to worst. If worst comes to worst, we'll just get it in a little late. And that's it for today, my friends. That's what I've got for you. Just a brief exercise to ensure that your muscles and your ears develop appropriately. And if you like what you heard today, make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast so that you're notified as soon as I have more lessons out for you. I appreciate your support, folks. I appreciate my listeners. And the fact that they subscribe to this means a lot to me. And you know what I've done? Because I appreciate you folks so much, I've got ahead, and I've created a Patreon page. I've created a Patreon page. Now, what is Patreon? Well, Patreon is a website where you can get premium content. What does that mean? That means you gotta pay a little bit for it. It means it's gonna cost you something. But you know what? There's no shame in investing in your education there's no shame in investing in your skills so if you like what you've learned today and you want more materials to better understand not only the w sound but what steps you can take to better develop an american accent for yourself open the link in the description it'll bring you straight to my patreon where i've already got a whole bunch of lessons up ready to go and you can start taking some serious steps to see change in your spoken English. In the meantime, I've got to go. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for practicing this W sound with me. I do appreciate your effort and I'm proud of you for the time commitment that you're making to affect change and improve your spoken English. We're going to continue moving forward in the days to come. And have a good one, folks. I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally.